What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, New Vision, this is Ben Curtis coming to you from our Buchanan campus. And as we continue our podcast through the book of Hebrews, we're working our way through what many people have called the Hall of Faith section here in chapter 11. So today I'm going to be picking up in verses 20 through 22. I'll be reading from the New International Version. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. So this is really some interesting uh, accounts or stories uh, from, from the Old Testament. So let's talk through them. You know, as I read this, I thought there are seasons in life when it feels like our world is unraveling, and, and then there are seasons when everything just seems to click and go our way. And you can have faith in both of those times. Faith is trusting in God to, to take care of those things that seem to be going nowhere and, and just believing that, like Abraham, he can direct from nowhere to somewhere. Um, but also, faith is looking to God when everything seems wonderful and, and just realizing that as good as life is right now in these moments, something better awaits us. So today we're going to look at the faith of Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, and we're just going to kind of take a peek at what what it, what was it about their faith uh, that God wants us to see, that God wants to call to our attention. So verse 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. Now, so when we see this language of blessing in the Bible, so often we don't really get it. Like, why is this important? We assume a blessing from a father doesn't mean that much because we, you know, we like to think of ourselves as our own people. I'm my own man. I don't need someone else's blessings. But the idea of blessing was so important in the Bible, and so much so that Jacob was willing to deceive his father in order to get his blessing. You can read all about this in Genesis chapter 27, but you probably already know the story. Esau is the firstborn, so he's the one who ought to receive the blessing and the inheritance. That's just kind of the way uh, the tradition, the way things worked in families. But Jacob works with his mother. They kind of conspire together and they trick his father into giving him the blessing instead. So the younger brother gets the blessing over the older brother. And this is what seems to be the point. Even in the middle of deception and dysfunction, Isaac is still acting in faith. Well, how so? Well, because he believes that there are these uh, future blessings from God that are available. And so he believes that that God is able to bless his children. He believes that God is going to keep the promise that he's made to Abraham. Even though it doesn't happen the way that he imagined, or for that matter, it doesn't happen the way we think things should happen a lot of times, God still blesses, and so he still believes that there's this future blessing that's yet to be fulfilled. God is going to keep his promise, right? He's going to keep his word. And, you know, as we think back uh, through what we've been looking at the last few days, uh, Sarah's womb cannot stop God from keeping his promises. Abraham's age cannot stop God. The sacrifice on the altar can't stop it. And now we're seeing the deception of Jacob cannot stop it. 
the, the gospel marches on. And so there's this continual future blessing because God keeps his promises. And then Jacob, in turn, showed similar faith. If you look with me in verse 21, I'm going to read it. Uh, it says, By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff. And so uh, even though he bestowed the greater blessing on Ephraim, he blessed both of Joseph's sons about the things that are to come, just as he was blessed by Isaac. And it's kind of a cool scene at the end of his life. I mean, here's Jacob, the deceiver, but along the way, Jacob encountered God, and, and now he's been transformed into this man uh, who, at the end of his life, he's bowing his head in worship to God. And so even Jacob, the deceiver, was now, we see him laying hold to these future uh, promises through faith in God. But then he says something really odd uh, in verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. That just doesn't seem to be something you would highlight as an act of faith. You know, I want you to take care of my bones. So what, what does God commend about this? Well, let's think about Joseph's life. We, we read about it in Genesis Apart from his first 17 years, Joseph had lived all of his life in Egypt, but Egypt was not his home. He, I mean, he's there. He has all this power and this authority. I, I would think that, I mean, I could get used to that sort of lifestyle. It would be a pretty comfortable place, right, to live in, in Egypt. Here I am. I'm in Pharaoh's court. I'm able to do whatever I want to do. Uh, I have everything at my disposal. I've saved my brother and all my family, and so... Uh, it's a good place to be uh, in, but but notice what does Joseph do? Joseph says, hey, when I die, when you leave here, I want you to carry my bones with you. Joseph isn't comfortable in Egypt. He knows that there's something else to come. So he says, I want you to carry my bones out of here because I believe that God is going to keep that promise that he made to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. He's going to bring our people out of Egypt. He's going to bring his people into this good and spacious land. So I want you to take my bones and I want you to bury them in that promised land. Now, think about this. Joseph isn't speaking from experience. I mean, he, he didn't see the Exodus. He didn't live to see that. He didn't experience it. But he could talk about it because this was something that God had promised. And so the Exodus was still out there in the future. And, and by faith, Joseph is clinging and holding on to that promise. His true home was not Egypt. And he was so certain of this future exodus of God's people that he based his burial plans on it. Now think about your life. You may be, I mean, thinking back to Abraham, you may be discouraged. You're thinking, I just don't know what God is up to. What is he doing? Why is he doing things the way he's doing them? And what faith looks like in those circumstances is, is believing that God is able to keep his promise to you. So don't let discouragement, don't let despair override the gospel. But maybe you're not discouraged at all. And the fact is, you're facing a different danger. You're, the danger you're facing is maybe being way too comfortable. You're kind of like Joseph, right, in Egypt. You're living the good life. And it's so easy to cling to this world when things are going my way. But in those seasons, faith looks forward. And faith says there's something else. As, as good as life is right now, there's something else that's better than this. And that's why Joseph gives instructions about his bones. I mean, I can just kind of use my imagination. I imagine him all dressed up in his Egyptian royal attire. And 
I mean, he's thinking about that day when he'll become a skeleton. And he says, when God brings you out of Egypt, you carry my bones into that land of promise. And that's exactly what the Israelites do. If you keep reading the story, Joseph's bones are mentioned a few times. And uh, the day comes when you know there's a new king in Egypt who doesn't know Joseph. God's people are oppressed. Uh, they're, they're living under slavery. And they, they cry out to God and he hears their cries and he remembers the covenant that he made with Abraham. And so he brings the people out of Israel or out of Egypt into this land. And I just want you to imagine what that was like. I mean, you're evacuating a foreign country. Everyone's trying to run as fast as they can uh, to get away from this army that's maybe going to kill us or maybe Pharaoh's going to change his mind. We don't know. And so they're just trying to get out of there. And in the middle of all the chaos, someone says, hey, wait, don't forget the bones. Let's, let's don't forget Joseph. That doesn't seem like something you'd do. But the people of Israel see this, not, not only Joseph, but they saw this as something very important because they're trusting and they're believing that God keeps his promises. So they carry Joseph's bones and, and they continue to do that as they enter the promised land, as they fight the Canaanites. And Joseph, uh, Joshua keeps that skeleton with them all the way till they bury it in the land. Now, why is all this important? Well, it's important because the book of Genesis ends kind of in a depressing way. The book of Genesis begins with this flash of cosmic light, and I mean, it's spectacular. It's a, be a beginning of all things. But let me just read to you how Genesis 50, verse 24 ends. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Period. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The beginning was a garden, and then here's the end. After they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. That is an anticlimax. You, you've got an embalmed mummy in a coffin, and somehow it's an act of faith because Joseph believes that God is going to keep the promise. And it really doesn't make sense until you come to the one who will inherit all of our promises, all the promises of God, find their yes and their amen in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you remember, what does Jesus say? I can count all of my bones. Not one of them is broken. Jesus dies on the cross. He's put into that borrowed tomb belonging to a ruler, a rich man, whose name also just happens to be Joseph. And what does God do? God keeps his promise by taking what is death and bringing out of that death life. So just as Joseph was confident, you know, that he, his body, his bones were going to be taken to the promised land after his death, if you're in Jesus Christ, if you have a relationship with him through faith in him, you can be certain that there's a final rest that awaits you in the place that God has promised. So faith is not saying, as we continue through this chapter, faith is not saying in order for all of this to make sense, in order for my life to make sense, I need to make sure that everything looks as if it's going in the right direction. It's going according to my plan. That's not faith. Or it's, it's not saying in order for me to trust God, I need to know 
his purpose. I, I need to know why he does this or why he did that. I need to know God's purpose behind every circumstance of my life. No, that's not faith. And faith is also not saying, I need to always have this life of comfort and I need to have this life of happiness and ease and all around me. Listen, faith is walking out into the darkness, knowing the character, knowing the heart, knowing the purposes of the one who's leading you. Even into the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. That's what faith looks like. It's bones in a foreign land. It's a knife shimmering in the sunlight. It's a blessing given as you bow to the grave. So friends, let's have faith today. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.